of you here this morning. I want to welcome our visitors. If this is the first time, I'm not sure if we are not in Iraq. <laughs> Should I just use the other one? It's okay. Amen. Are we okay? <laughs> I want to welcome our visitors. Uh, if this is your first time coming to be with us, right in front of you, there's a package there. Uh, please fill out just one little form there and leave with us. We want to have a, a record of your visit. We're so glad that you're here with us. We believe God sent you to us today to worship with us, and we're very grateful to God for that. You are special to our church, and I pray that you like us enough to come back. <laughs> that will make us really glad. Amen? Today, I want to uh, go to the Word of God, and I want to speak uh, a message that I title, God's Marvelous Word. God's Marvelous Word. Father God, I just ask that you speak to us from your word today and give us divine revelation from your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, you can immediately tell how important the word of God is in the scheme of things, in the scheme of life, creation, and everything. You can tell the way God puts his word together how important the Word of God is. It tells you about the creation of the world and how the world came into being and how God spoke the Word. That's a lesson for us to understand that in the schemes of things, the most important thing for God and the most powerful thing for God is the Word. The Word of God. And then you see also in, in John chapter 1, he tells us in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So God and His Word, that's what is truly important. So there is marvelous things in God's Word. There are marvelous things in God's Word, and God wants us to focus on His Word. In Proverbs chapter 19, verse 7, it says, The law of the Lord is perfect. There are three ways, or the, uh, apart from the word of God, that God refers to his word. He refers to his word as the law. He refers also to his word as the testimony. The testimony of the, the law. And then he also refers to it as commandments. Commandments. His commandments. Not ten commandments. But his commandments, that's the way God referred to his word in the Old Testament. My word, the law, his testimony, and his commandments. He says the law of the Lord is perfect. Converting the soul. The law of the Lord is perfect. Even though we live in a world where nothing is perfect, God's word is perfect. Converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure. Is sure. 
the testimony of the Lord is sure. Make him wise, the simple. God's word makes wise, the simple. In other words, if you will accept God's word in simplicity, you will become a wise person. The word of the, the testimony of the Lord is sure. In other words, everything that God is telling you, his testimonies in this world, he's sure it will bring you wisdom. That's the marvel of God's word. The Bible tells us this in Psalm 119, verse 98. You, that's God, through your commandments have made me wiser than my enemies. For they are ever with me. So the, te- the enemies will always be with us. You have to deal with the enemy constantly. Day after day. But the, we're t- when we're talking about the enemies, we're not talking about people. People can be used of, of, the, of the devil. But the real enemy, our real enemy in life is Satan. And God says by his word. You, through your commandments, you have made me wiser than my enemies. So God, through his word, can make you as an individual wiser than the devil who has been for we don't know how long. So you can handle his situation. The word of God brings wisdom. The testimony of the Lord is sure. He brings wisdom to the simple. Those who will accept without question. God will make you wise through his word in the things of life. Michael, Michael Faraday is referred to as the father of electrical engineering. He was born in England. So when it comes to electrical motors, that's the guy that invented all of those things. In 1991, the English people replaced the face of Shakespeare from their, their 20 pounds with the face of Michael Faraday. And then I read, Michael Faraday was a devout Christian man. He went to church every time. He was an elder in his church. He was a very simple man. He stayed close to the word of God. And he believes he, the wisdom God was giving. He wasn't highly educated. No much formal education. But God gave him the power of invention. And today, he is still being honored. And I'd like you to think about the wisdom that comes to the people of God. Michael Faraday, he's done a lot of good for mankind. What God did through him. We're still using his wisdom today. Anything electrical, motors, that's the the origin from that one man. And this occurred back then when England was into printing Bibles, King James Bible. All over the world. They honored God. And because they honored God's word. And they made God's word number one. God made this tiny island. 
the master of the earth. Made them wiser than every other nation in the world. The word of God. The word of God. How powerful it can be. How transforming it can be in a life. It can transform your whole life. It can begin to convert. When the word says the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul, that means restoring the soul. Not fully restored, but from glory to glory, he restores your soul, your emotions, your feelings, your family, everything. He begins to bring restoration to your life only through the word, nothing else but the word of God. Because in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Don't look anywhere else. Look just only to the word of God. When trouble comes, nowhere else. Look to the word of God because he will make you wiser than your enemies. He will convert or restore and beautify your soul. And nobody can stop the word. When the word is spoken to your spirit and it gets into your spirit, change will come. Your life is beautifying. It's only through the word. If you want confidence in life, stay with the word. The world will download God's confidence in your life so that nothing bothers you. And he can help you to get closer to the Father. Only by the word. I'm amazed at what Jesus said in John chapter 15 verse 3. He said, you are already clean. You are already clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. You may not be aware that a transformation is taking place, when, but the, when the word of God, Jesus, when the word of God is being spoken and you're hearing the word and accepting the word, something is, in you is being transformed. There may be a manifestation, but your life is being changed. The word will change your life. The word will change your life. So the word is, is that powerful. That's why the Bible tells us in in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Not bad success. You got good, bad success in Hollywood. Good success. You will have good success. How? When you take the word of God. This book of the law, remember what I said. The law, God, that's God's word. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. No matter what's going on. Stay with the book. Confess the book. Meditate on the book. Let it come out of your mouth. And then it says, for then, that's when you will be able to observe everything that's written in the book. And then you will make your way prosperous. And you will have good success. All by the word of God. The scripture is given to us for profiting. Profiting in every area of life. The scripture is for your profiting. 
God didn't give his word so that he can benefit from it. The Bible is the manual for living. I put it a different way. The Bible is the manual for successful living. That's what the Bible is there for. So God has to reveal this thing to us and help us understand what is written slowly from glory to glory as we are being changed into its image, the perfect image of success through his word as he transforms us. Second uh, Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, it says, All scripture, how many scripture? All scripture. I don't like when people pick and choose. But stay with scripture. Don't go outside scripture. Stay with scripture. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. It's given by the inspiration of God. And is profitable. You are to profit from scriptures. That's why God gave scriptures. Not to condemn us. Not to put us down. He gave scriptures from Genesis to Revelation. Why? For you to profit. You can profit from scriptures. Your life can be made better from scriptures. If you stay with it. Slowly but surely. God will bring you to the place where he wants you to be. Where he created you to be. So that he can make you the light of the world. And the salt of the earth. That's his purpose. But as we, if we move away from the scriptures, God has nothing to do. There, is, there are no building blocks with which to build your life. But when you stay with the scriptures, you give them building blocks because they are from him. And that's the tool that he uses to build the universe so he can build your life. So you stay with the scriptures. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, by God breathing it, not for himself, but for us. And it's profitable for doctrine. Doctrine means principle. In other words, you search scriptures to obtain principles for living. Don't go out of it. Stay and begin to search for, for principles. Doctrine is profitable when you receive the principle and you understand the doctrine of the word of God. Is there for your profiting. You study to obtain principles, doctrine, for reproof. Sometimes we need to be reproved. We need to be corrected. That's the next thing. We need to be reproved. That's not the way to go. You can't, you can't do that. You know, that's not you. This is the way to go. Because the word of God is there for your profiting. You, you are reproved so that you can better position yourself so that God can build on your life and transform your life from glory to glory. That's what this is all about. God is very busy. Jesus said, my father worked at Israel up till now and I'm still working. God is in the business of building lives. We need to give our time to it. That's why it's so important for us to present ourselves, not before pastor, but before the word of God. Pastor himself needs to present himself before God, all of us, so that we are being transformed as we look into the word of God's mirror and we are being transformed from glory to glory as we present ourselves before the word of God. The more you stay in the presence of God, the more your life is transformed. 
the more God brings things out and, and then takes the, the draws out of your life to make you what he wants you to be. That's why I always advocate be in Sunday school. Let somebody, you can't get everything from pastor or pastor or anybody on just a few, few minutes on Sunday. There is a different perspective that's coming out there. So I've, I've never always I'll be there because I know without him I won't make it. I need Jesus. There's an enemy out there. I need his help. I got to go to him. I got to go to him. If he's not there, it's over for me. It's just over. And it's so with everybody. Without God's help, you can't make it. If you think you are making it without God's help, that's because the devil is blinded you. And you are about to fall into a ditch. Only God can make him. He created you. And so you need to, I need to go to him so he can help me with life. Amen? So that's what we should do for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So that the man of God and the woman of God may be complete. Instruction in righteousness. Now you are righteous, you need to be instructed in the way of righteousness. So that you can correctly position yourself so that righteousness can make you. Amen. If nobody says amen, I will say amen for myself. Amen. (laughs) I'll say it for myself. We have uh, uh, some kind of lizard in my country, Nigeria, okay? And sometimes the, the lizard gets up in this high coconut. I'm digressing now. Please pardon me. <laughs> gets up this, uh, it's called a gamma lizard. It gets up in this high coconut uh, tree. And sometimes this lizard will lose its footing and drop, I mean, and you're closing your eyes and thinking, man, whew, he's gone. He drops from this high thing and drops to the ground. And you're looking like, oh, my God. And he's real silent, no movement. And I'm thinking, this thing is dead. And all of a sudden, he raises his head. And I go, he's still alive. But nobody's clapping for him. And he does this himself. I made it. I made it. And then he he runs off. (laughs) I like that lizard. (laughs) So the word of God is what corrects you and instructs you in the way of righteousness. You're righteous already. No one can be more righteous than the other person. It's all a line. All of us are the same. But then there is instruction in the way of righteousness. And the more you present yourself before God and before the servants of God, whether in Sunday school or anywhere on television, the more you receive instruction on the way of righteousness. And because there is power in the word, the word itself, and you know the word, the scripture says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. He be what begins to position you and to cleanse you and remove the dross so that you can be poured out on by God. If it's healing, you receive your healing. If it's financial miracle, you receive your financial miracle. Whatever it is, if it's deliverance, God makes the way for deliverance. That's what the word does. 
you know, David understood this. And this must always be the cry of our heart. David said in Psalm 119, verse 18 and 19, he says, Open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. Open my eyes, God, that I may see wondrous things from your law. I am a stranger in the earth. I just got here. The devil has been here before I got here. I'm a stranger in the earth. Do not hide your commandments from me. Will God hide his commandments from anyone? No, he wants you to know, but if you don't search for it, you won't find it. The commandments are not there to, de- to destroy you. They are there to make you. And David understood that. He cried out to God, open my eyes so that I can see wondrous things from your law. Things that will make my life. That's what he's saying. God, help me. I need to see wondrous things out of your law, your commandments. There are, there are hidden germs right here in the, in the Bible for my life. Many read and just read, they just read stories. All they read is stories. And then another person reads and says, wow, I never saw that. This is important. And they go to God, God, I just found this in your word. What are you going to do about this? Is, is that mine? God says, yeah, it's yours. What do I do now? He begins to direct you so that you can receive from him. So don't hide your word, your commandments, you know, from me. Because God wants you to profit from his word. It's everything is in the word of God. That's what gives us confidence in him. Amen. How do I profit from the word? How do I profit from the word? How does the word benefit me? You can never, if, if you are offered a job and you reject the job, would you benefit from that job? No. If somebody gives you a very nice car, and you said, thanks, but no thanks. Would you enjoy the car? No. The only way you can enjoy what's given to you is what? To receive it. You receive what's given to you with joy, and then you benefit from what you have received. You cannot enjoy what you don't have. You have to receive it. Once you receive it, it becomes yours. No matter what it is. If it's given to you, and the word of God is living, the word of God is a living thing. Jesus is really the word of God, and he, uh, the word of God has been given to us. If you don't receive the word because you have questions, you will never enjoy the benefit of the word. If a guy gives you something precious and you spend five, ten minutes arguing with him about this thing that he's trying to give to you, he'll probably say, okay, you don't want it? That's okay. I'll find somebody else to give. The only reason you reject something that will benefit your life is maybe you don't understand the benefit it will bring to you. If you do, 
you will receive it with a lot of joy. And I think many of us don't understand the benefit of the word of God when God presents it to us. If we do, we will embrace. If God opens our eyes to see, that's why Paul said, from the day I heard of your faith, that's in Ephesians chapter 1, from the day I heard about your faith and your love for this thing, I never cease to pray for you that God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Who? Him? The word. Jesus is the word. Is the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know the hope of your calling until your eyes are open to see what the word is presenting to you, you may never know because knowing is what brings the blessing into your life. So the search is on. Amen? The search is on. Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock, the door will be open. Everyone who asks, receives. And everyone who seeks, finds. And if you knock, the door will be open. If you are not knocking, you are not seeking, you don't want, you never receive anything. That's the way it is. So God wants you to receive. The Bible tells us in John chapter 1, Verse 12, it says, But as many as received him, as many as received him, he gave the right to become children of God, even to as many as believe in his name. I used to read that scripture. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, when you receive Jesus, now I'm beginning to see it in a different light. When you receive the word of God, as many as receive him, that's the word of God. Because if you go down two more verses, it says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He's the word. As many as receive the word, he gives you the right to become a child of God. You know what that means? He gives you a right to become on the earth a person carrying God's DNA. You are still flesh in the world. Even though the, the outer part of you still stays the same. But what they can see is the treasure that is coming to your heart. You have become a little Jesus on the earth. That's what he's saying. He came to his own. They didn't receive him. But he says, as many as received the word, he gave the right. Now you have the right. You don't have to take the right, <laughs> but it's given to you because you receive him to become a child of God, a wonder on the earth, just like Jesus. But you have to receive him. You have to receive the word. This is what it is. The word is what's going to make me. It's not of him who wills, the Bible says. And it's not of him who runs. It's not according to your willpower. It's not according 
to your how fast you can run or how hard you can work. It's according to him who shows mercy. Who says, I will have compassion. On whom I will have compassion. So my cry is, God, let me be in your number. You understand? Please, just a man, let me be in that number. I'm going to cry out for that today. Let me be. Let me be in that number. To be a child of God. To be called a child of God. To be a brother of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is my senior brother. I am weak, but he is strong. He looks out for me. And he never sleeps. His eyes are always open. He knows when I'm hurting. This younger brother is hurting in this area. He's struggling in this area. And I got all the strength. I'll help younger brother. I'll help him. I'll leave everything that I'm doing to help my younger brother. I want to see younger brother happy. I want to see brother, younger brother doing well in life. I want him to be the light of the world. I want them to see what I can do in my younger brother. That's what the message is all about. That's why the Bible calls it good news. When you receive him, Jesus, he makes you his own. You become a child of God. But we have to receive him. This morning I'm going to close here. But I want to tell you what I'm, I'm believing. I'm thinking, God, please help me. Because as I read this scripture, and you read, and uh, Peter speaking, First Peter chapter 2, verse 9, he says, you are a chosen generation. Amen? You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Every one of you, a royal, you are royalty. When Jesus brings you into the family, you are not ordinary. God's word doesn't lie. Jesus said the scriptures cannot be broken. You are royalty, a royal priesthood. You are not just a priesthood. You will belong to the order of God as a priest, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. God's special people. God's special people. Every one of you is special. You may not feel special, but if you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, when God looks into the earth, he sees a special woman. He sees a special man. That's his own. God's own special people on the earth. That's the way he sees you. And I pray God will help us to begin to see ourselves that way. The way he sees us. It all comes by revelation. As we look into the mirror of the word of God. And we are being transformed from glory to glory. From one area to the other. Till we become just like our master. Here I am. And the children whom the Lord has given to me. We are for signs and wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts who lives, who dwells in Mount Zion. Bow your heads with me. You are here this morning and you have not made a heartfelt commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. 
He's here watching your heart. He knows where you've been and he knows where you're going. You want that heartfelt, heartfelt commitment to him today and he's watching you today. Can you let him know, I need you, Lord. I want that back with you. By just lifting your hand quickly, right now. Put it up and put it back down. Let me see your hand up. Now, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. He saw your hand as you raised your hand up before the Lord. In a short time, I'm going to ask the whole congregation to stand up. And we're going to pray a prayer. And I need you to pray to your God who saw your hand raised up. He knew you meant business. Your life will never be the same. Amen? God will begin to speak to you and give you confidence in him. Because you were sincere with him today. Amen? Stand up with me this morning, everybody. The Lord is with us here today. Some of us are just coming back into the family. Just coming into God's family. The others of us, what we need to do is to come closer to the master. We want to be near you, Jesus. All eyes closed, head bowed this time. If that's you, say, Jesus, I just want to be closer to you. I'll do whatever it takes. I'm going to present myself to your word. Not man, but the word of God. If that's you, can I see your hand? He's watching. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Those that raised your hand the first time and everybody else, please join me in this prayer as they commit their lives to the Lord. Say with me, Lord Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross for me. Lord, I confess that I'm a sinner. I know that you died for my sins. Right now, I ask you to forgive me all of my sins. Come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Fill me with your power to do your will right now. Father God, I receive you as my heavenly Father. Thank you for writing my name now in the book of life. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to let you know, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it, your name has been written in the book of life. You don't have to do this again because you were born once, right? And today, God gave birth to your spirit and you have been born into God's family. Now is the time to rejoice. The only other thing you need to do, tell somebody, I prayed with that pastor today. Like a man did, he wrote that date on a tree. <laughs> and whenever the enemy tempted him, he says, you see that? That's me. My name is in the book. Amen? Your name is in the book of life today. Amen? You are God's child. Now, there are a lot to discover 
in the kingdom of God. Let's lift our hands up to the Lord today. If you are hurting in your body, please place your hand where you are hurting. And God, whose word you have heard today, receive his word and he will heal you. Amen. Father God, in Jesus' name, I come against every spirit of infirmity in the lives of the people of God. Jesus himself took our infirmities and he bore our diseases. What he bore, we cannot bear. It's not right. And so we reject every sickness, we reject every disease, and we receive healing from our master. I pray your healing into your people's lives this morning. And I thank you for healing them. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And God's people said, Amen. God bless. You're dismissed.